praise and magnify the name of Jesus. Let's praise and worship together. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're not standing to your feet, stand to your feet. Clap your hands. Come on.
Everybody clap your hands.
Jesus. If you are free today, say Jesus. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear the rough and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamp around those that um, fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Amen. I want to welcome everyone to Christ in the church. If this is your first, second, or third time, welcome. Those online, we also welcome you. Those who, are you, are you liking what you're feeling right now? Do you feel what you like? The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So if we want God to show up today and show out, we got to give him a little bit more than what we're giving him right now. Amen. So let us purpose in our heart today that we're going to give God a little bit more. Because we want those who walk into these doors that are chained, we want them to be loosed. Right? We want if they come into this house and they are broken, we want them to be mended and healed. Amen? We want if they walk in here sick, that they can be delivered. But that will happen if we don't elevate God. Right? Let us make him the center today. Now, if there's anyone who has prayer requests, those online, you can post it. Let us all just join together and pray. And let us, again, purpose in our heart that Jesus will be the center today. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord God, for giving us this another opportunity to come into your house, Lord. Lord God, you are our way maker. You are our redeemer. You are, Lord Jesus, our light. Lord God, you're the lifter of our head. You're the healer of every sickness and disease. Almighty God, you are the great I am. Lord God, we know in whom we have believed and we're persuaded that you're able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day. We come before you because your word said we should enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We started giving you thanks, Lord God. And we're entering your courts with praise. So God, we're here to lift you up because you are the reason we are here today. And Lord God, we want to see souls, almighty God, being freed, almighty God. And souls, oh God, be delivered. And souls be healed and shackles be broken. So God, we have purpose in our heart that we're going to keep you in the center today, God. So Lord, we ask you, Lord, will you first cleanse us, oh God, of any unrighteousness, God, every impure thoughts, almighty God, every impure words that we've allowed to come out of our mouth, every impure thoughts, Lord Jesus, we ask you, will you forgive us and cleanse us and Burn out, almighty God, every sin that is left in our hearts that we may not even know. So, God, we repent of the sins we've committed against thee, knowingly and
Hold on now in the Lord God. We ask your mighty God. Will you arrest us today, Lord Jesus? Lord God, we surrender and we submit to your will and your authority. God, we bind every spirit that is not of you today. We put it, almighty God, at bay. And we ask you today that you would allow your spirit, your Shekinah glory, to fill this place. Almighty God, will you dispatch your angels around the perimeter of this place. Lord God, let your anointing sit upon each and every person in this place today. For those who's never received you, Almighty God, that they will experience you, Father. Lord, have your way today. I pray, Almighty God, for your manservant, that, oh God, you will anoint his lips of clay. Oh God, that you will use him to speak your word without reservation. Oh God, touch our hearts, that, Almighty God, we will yield to your spirit so that you can use us as light to light the paths of those almighty gods that are lost. Help us, almighty God, to break, oh God, that rebellious spirit that we would just want to do what we want to do. But help us, Lord Jesus, to submit to your will, God. Oh, Father God, anoint each and every one of us today, God. We surrender to you. Have your way right now, Lord, as we continue to bless your name. In the name of Jesus.
Him in the room, you get the glory. 
Worship the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just worship him for a few seconds. Hallelujah. For when I think of all he has done for me, for all the battle he has brought me through, hallelujah. 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 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hallelujah. I was nothing, but he makes something beautiful out of my life. He makes something beautiful out of all of us lives that are here this morning. He has brought us out of a miry clay. He has placed our feet on a rock to stay. And I'm so glad this morning that I know him for myself. Amen. God's been good to all of us. Hallelujah. He never leave us nor forsake us. And if all we can say is hallelujah, we're giving our whole beam to Jehovah because he is worthy to be praised. I love him this morning. Can we just say praise the Lord, everybody? Come on, let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Let's call him by his name, everybody. Let's call him by his name, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let, come on, let's give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated for a few seconds there, a few minutes rather. Amen. We want to take this time out to welcome, to greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. We welcome everyone into the house of God this morning. So glad that you're here to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. After a few days of our winter storm, we made it through. Amen. We got ourselves dug out and we're here. Amen. God's been good to us. Amen. Amen. He has been so good to us. So I want to take this time out to welcome everyone. Amen. So glad that you're here in the house of God to praise and to worship the Lord with us. I'm going to ask all our first, second, and third time guests that is there this morning. If you could so stand so we can recognize you one more time. I will guess that is here for the first, second, or third time. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him a round of applause. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to encourage you before you leave today. Make sure you see your pastor. Either myself or someone else will grab you um, just to say hi to you. It's always a good thing that whenever we have our guests in the house, that we have them come and meet our pastor. Amen. So we can give them an official uh, acknowledgement. Amen. From our pastor. Um, I want to see all our children that is here for that are our, our young people that are here that are between the age of three years old to 17, 18 years old. If you could just stand up, all our children that are here this morning, young person, if you're a young person between three to 18 years of age, amen. We have a few young people, there may be some outside, but this is all our young people. Keep standing just for a few more seconds. Amen, amen. All our young people, amen. Praise God. Lord bless you. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. We're thankful for our young people. Amen. We want to make sure we keep loving our young people. Make sure they know the law for themselves. Amen. Amen. We want to make sure whatever we can do with everyone walk with Christ. We're here to help you with your walk with Christ. So if there's anything that we can do to help you with your walk with Christ, don't hesitate 
please feel free to grab one of our ushers or someone so that we can talk to you if there is something going on in your life and you need us to pray amen intercede with you we're here for you we want to let you know that we love you we care about you amen and the fact that you sacrificed to be here that means a whole lot to all of us and we pray that before the services conclude today you will able to reach out and acknowledge the savior for yourself amen if you want to get baptized in jesus name we can get you baptized this morning and if you want to be filled with the baptism of the holy ghost you know don't hesitate if there's something burning on your heart this morning and you want to be filled with the baptism of the holy ghost speaking in tongues you know feel free at any point of the service and if the lord is speaking to you amen just feel free to wherever you are you raise your hand up and just thank the lord give him all the glory because he is worthy to be praised amen i woke up this morning about 2 a.m i woke up so while i woke up this morning i had my phone next to me so the lord was speaking to me so i was jotting some notes so my wife was sleeping she was snoring she was in her own little world and then she 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 said she said what are you doing on the phone you know I said, the Lord is speaking to me. <laughs> so I'm just putting the notes down as he's speaking to me. But sometimes, you know, just a, a, a simple word, something that the Lord is speaking to you. And, and when you're, the Lord is speaking to you, regardless of whatever time of the day, if he's saying something to you, make a note of that. Because you may think, you know, I may have a few seconds, I may wake until a, a couple hours, I may remember. And you waited a few hours later on, now you don't even remember what the Lord said to you. So if the Lord is speaking to you, regardless of whatever time of the day, make a note of it. Amen. God's been good to all of us. Everybody say, it's offering time. Come on, sound a little weak. Everybody, it's offering time. We're going to invite you all to stand one more time as we get ready. This is the part of the service where we get our blessing. Amen. If you need an envelope, the ushers are going around. Feel free. They'll give you an envelope. Just wave your hand. If you want to pay electronically, we have um, our personnel in the back there can receive Sister Astor raising her hand back there. Amen. And there's someone else. Sister Hadia back there. Amen. Make sure you see them if you want to pay electronically. If not, you're here this morning. We want you to be a blessing this morning. Amen. Bow your heads with us as we continue to worship the Lord. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your blessings, oh God. We thank you for all the things that you have done for us and where you brought us from, Lord God. Father God, we thank you for what we have already felt in this place this morning and we ask you lord god that you continue to bless the remaining portion of the service lord god let your anointing be upon the man of god as he come to preach this morning i pray you'll touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet as we're about to receive our offering this morning we ask you blessing upon every giver lord god open up doors so that they too can receive from you lord god we give you all the glory we give you all the honor and we thank you for your blessing in jesus name continue to worship the lord with us in jesus name From the moment that I wake up 
Let him know how good he is to you. Oh God, I thank you this morning. For you are so good. You're better to us than we are to ourselves. You're so good. Oh, hallelujah. What a presence of the Lord we are feeling in his house this morning. God is up to something. He knows what he's doing, but since we don't always know, we know he's up to something. But everything that God is up to concerning us is good. Everything that God is up to concerning you and I is good. And so when we say God is up to something, take it as something good because he's a good God. He's the only wise God. Amen. There's none like him. I greet you this morning in the precious and majestic name of Jesus, the soon coming Savior. He saved us while we're here, and then he'll save us eternally. There's a day that's coming, the Bible says. The, the proper way to say it is the catching away. Uh, but as we know it as apostolics, is the rapture. And the rapture means there's a day that's coming where Jesus will return for his church. All those who are saved, living right, walking right, talking right, walking in his obedience, he will come back for those people. And he's not being... He's not determining who he comes back for, not because we determine that. I, I never want you to feel like God is not including you. You decide if you are included or not. I decide if I'm cl- included or not. God don't leave anybody out. We decide if we will be with him or we won't be with him. Because oftentimes the message that's presented it, it makes God seems like this judge that is just angry because we didn't follow him. And that's not so. 
God is a good God. He's the only wise God. The Bible says he is love. And if he's love, and he is, we know that he wants what's good for us. Amen. I had a great privilege of being at a great conference this past week, in a conference in Louisiana by the name of Because of the Times. It's probably one of the premier conferences around the world uh, when you're talking about how God moves in the church. Um, I don't know if some of you understand this. Um, some of you do. Some of you might not. But in the Bible, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians don't go into that kind of studying of the Word, the gifts of the Spirit. But the gifts of the Spirit talks about uh, nine spiritual gifts. And it goes, one of the gifts is um, um, tongues and then interpretation of tongues. I don't want you to get the gift of tongues different from receiving the Holy Ghost. That's not what I'm here to preach. I don't want to confuse you. My point is, every time I've been at this conference, the gifts of the Spirit operate. And there's always tongues and interpretation of tongues. What does that mean? That means someone will begin to speak with a projection of their voice that only God can call them to project the way they're projecting. And they will speak in another tongue. No one knows what that tongue is. No one understands what the tongue is. And when they speak, they'll speak for whatever length of time, and then they'll stop. And all this time, it gets quiet. And then someone will begin to speak in English what they just said in tongues. That happens nonstop at this conference. And so it's a great conference. Uh, the church that hosts this conference, um, they were the first church I heard about that started a 24-hour prayer chain. And so they have a prayer room where for every hour on the hour, someone is always in that prayer room praying for one hour. And that goes on every day, all day, every day, all day, every day, all day. I know sometimes we think coming to church, we're doing well. My God, one day, one day we get to step into those kind of dimensions because we, where we are is not where God wants us to stay. God wants to take us further in him. I know we want to feel comfortable, but comfort means that you're not preparing for eternity. Eternity will not be the same as how it is here. And so we have to prepare for eternity. So if we're comfortable, we're not preparing. So we need to prepare for eternity. Jesus is coming back for those that are his, that have followed his steps, that have obeyed his word. And so let's get prepared. I have a simple message today. Many of you might uh, hear the text and understand the text, but I feel like God wanted me to speak this word today to our congregation. There's many different uh, groups of people, many different uh, individuals that are in this church today that um, you're in different places, different stages of your journey in Christ. But what I have to say today relates to everyone. And everyone needs to hear it and begin to assess for themselves what does it mean to them individually. How does it affect them? Where do they fall in, that, in the message and what do they need to do concerning that message? And so I want you to hear me today. I don't feel like I'm going to preach, preach today because I really want what I have to say to get through. 
And sometimes, you know, when preachers get happy, y'all don't hear what they say. Y'all just get happy too. It's okay. Because we know what we're getting happy about. Right? So it's okay to get happy when the preacher gets happy. But I just want to make sure today that we get the message through. And then if we want to get happy afterwards, then let's get happy. But let's get the message through. If you have your Bibles or you just want to look on the screen, we'd like for you to go to John chapter 10, verse number 1. Again, I mean, I'm grateful that we can all be here today. I made it back from because of the times. Um, I told the leadership this morning I'm supposed to be here this morning because I caught two flights from Louisiana. Uh, when, I, when I landed in Houston, we have to uh, connect. I, Monday I flew to Louisiana. I landed in Houston. And when I landed in Houston, all I could do is smile because when I looked out the window of the plane, uh, inch of snow on the ground in Houston, Texas. I said, I said the weather's all over the world, man. So I just shook my head. I said, whatever. And so I continued on my journey, and where I was going, at this time of the year, it's normally about, I don't know, they they will hover between 45 and 75 degrees. And so I'm like, well, we'll get there. I got to Houston, a lot of things started going sideways, and so I never got to my second connecting flight on time, so I had to catch the next one out into Louisiana. Got to Louisiana. By the time I got there, everything is shut down about 7 o'clock in the evening. Ice on the ground. You know, those country places, just a little bit of ice, a little bit of this. Life is over. Everything's shut down. I'm hungry. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No restaurants, nothing. I'm like, all right, whatever snacks I was rolling with, I'm going to have to keep rolling with those things. And so we had that. And so we went through the week, and the week went on, and different things transpired, and so now the conference is over Thursday night, and it's time to fly back home, and you're hearing about the weather that's coming in the Northeast and what's going on in the Midwest. I'm saying, okay, uh, whatever, Lord. And, um, you know, I'm flying with some folks that I knew. Some were going to New York. Some were going to here and there. And I'm like, okay. And one by one, everybody's saying, ah, my flight is delayed. What about yours? I'm smiling. Nothing so far. And I flew from Louisiana into Dallas again. What about you? Still good. I saw all my folks that I knew coming off the uh, flight uh, in Dallas, and they were just walking slow. And I'm stepping because, you know, mine, my flight leave about, I don't know, it was probably 35 minutes after I got that, that mine would leave. And I stepped to the gate, flight to Philadelphia, boarding now. <laughs> I'm smiling still. But I won't smile until we take off because, as you know, Philadelphia is communicating with Dallas. And if Philadelphia said we're not taking any more, it didn't mean anything. And so when we got up in the air, I said, now I know Philadelphia won't turn us back. Sure enough, came straight into Philly, land. And when I got to Philly, it was like ghost town in the airport. I just kept smiling because I knew what that was. I said, if it's ghost town in Philly, it meant it's a lot of flights that's been canceled, delayed. Philly then shut down some runways. And I'm like, mm mm So here I am this morning. We're supposed to be together. Because it's simple. If God didn't intervene, I would have been on one of the delayed flights. Something would have happened and probably could have been jammed up not getting back here. But God saw to it that I got here and got here the time that I did. So I thank God for that. John chapter 10, verse number 1. The scripture says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, somebody say own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And the stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. If you jump down to verse 24, same text in chapter 10. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you and you believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear record, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father. Men, if you have a son, are you and your son one? Can you say that? Can you and your son be one? It's impossible. You are you. Your son is your son. He might have some of your DNA in him. Um, He might have some characteristics of you. He might have some kind of, you know, just behavior patterns as you. But he can't be you and you can't be him. As a matter of fact, he has a separate DNA from you. You might have some, he might have some of your DNA, but he has a different DNA from you. So he is not one with you, but Jesus say, I and my father are one. So that's clear, clear, clear that Jesus is God Almighty. But what Jesus does a lot that makes us worry and get confused is he tries to make sure we understand what is required as humans. That's what confuses people that worry about the Trinity and say the Trinity is right and that, uh, you know, know, there's Father separate, Son separate, and Holy Spirit separate and all this stuff. You get confused because you don't realize that the Word of God is teaching us. As Jesus instructs us, he's instructing us how to live as humans. The best way to instruct anyone is how? By example. You can't be a better uh, teacher to anyone than when you show them as an example. 
So Almighty God became the man, Christ Jesus, but his responsibility was to show mankind what mankind needed to be like, how they needed to live and act and who they were. And so he did this and he had to explain it in such ways where sometimes we took it out of context. But the truth of the matter is almighty God became human because he needed a body to save us. He needed to be human to show us how humans are supposed to live. This is why we never measure ourselves with ourselves. We're not supposed to compare ourselves with each other because he came to be the ultimate example for who we compare ourselves to. So if you want to know who you should be like and what you should act like, check with Jesus. Not the pastor, not your neighbor, not a good preacher, not a, you know, another good brother or sister in the church. Check with Jesus to know your, what you're supposed to be like. There's great men of God, great women of God that's following Jesus as well. But if you keep your eye on Jesus, you will know exactly what you're looking at. Man have made mistakes. Man will continue to make mistakes. There's not one man or woman that has not made a mistake that has never sinned. Not one. But the Lord Jesus didn't. And so that's why we make him the focus because that's how we will achieve what we need to achieve is by watching him following him mimicking him doing what he says father we thank you for your word this morning we thank you for the gathering of the body of christ for all that you have brought together this morning we're so grateful you woke us up lord jesus you started us on our way breath is still flowing in our lungs lord we are here this morning with many different situations and thoughts that's going on in our lives but god we've come just for the next hour to just allow you to speak to us allow you to work in our lives allow you to do just what needs to be done you know us lord god and know who we are you know what's necessary you know what's going to make our life the best it can be and so we ask oh god that you have the preeminence in our life in the midst of us today do what only you can by the power of your spirit and by the authority of your word i pray that the people of god's faith will be quickened this morning and that we will respond to the word in obedience mixed with faith that we will not walk away from this place today the same way but God such a move of your spirit will bring us closer to who we are and what we're supposed to be in you bless your people today God as I know you will allow me to be your conduit your anointed vessel to speak as your oracle we ask you All of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Can everyone say amen? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. A couple of quick announcements. I think right after service today, we have an outreach uh, meeting. And so those of you that uh, are supposed to be a part of that outreach meeting would like for you to come. Our ministers will um, have a meeting right after, so we'll just kind of... Uh, do both, incorporate both, and so that would be great. Also, there's a men's bowling event this Friday night at, well, Brother Ethan, uh, Ethan, um, little Ethan, I'm sorry, I'll call you son Ethan, little Ethan, Uh, little Ethan, 
Um, yes, the men's bowling event is this Friday evening at 7 p.m., and it will be at Colonial Bowling Lanes. All right? So at 7 p.m., the cost is $20, Ethan, just so you know. Y'all don't understand. Ethan want to know. And that's what I'm talking about with people. Y'all, listen, you hear me say this sometimes that we always do what we want to do. And the young people and even the children just kind of affirm that. And little Ethan always stay connected to me, always want to know what's going on. Whatever he wants to know, he asks. I got to tell him. And I, don't, I, I told his mom this morning, I said, leave him alone. Don't, he's not bothering me. Just because I, I already know what God has assigned me to do. So, so I want to make sure I do everything that I can before my time is up. And so I try my best to do everything that I can. So little Ethan wanted to know the other day, um, when is the men's event? So there you go, little Ethan and everybody else. Let me talk to you this morning on this topic, the shepherd and his sheep, the shepherd and his sheep, the shepherd who worked. The hills of Israel depended largely on the sheepfold to protect his sheep. The sheepfold was a type of enclosed barn that had a secure covering and walls of protection. It resembled more of a house than a barn and provided great security and warmth. Frequently, the shepherd would spend the night and the sheep the shepherd would spend the night and sleep among his sheep. As time passed, those sheep became very comfortable in his presence. In fact, there was great security that came to the minds of the sheep simply because of the presence of their shepherd. In the interim of all that time, the shepherd is with his sheep, he would speak to them as he gives instructions. This is how they come to know his voice and his voice or how they come to know him and come to know what his voice sounds like. In those days of ancient biblical times, there were occasions when two or three flocks would intersect in a pasture. They would mingle together and become a large flock. Yet the shepherds of those flocks never worried about this because when that shepherd would begin to call out or even to sing, his sheep would be alerted to his voice and begin to separate from the other sheep of the various flock and follow him. I hope you're following me this morning. Those sheep would just go. However, there were those sheep that still lingered while the shepherd called. They didn't follow. Those sheep would be considered strays or maverick. Of the flock. I don't know about you, but I've been exposed to uh, places where you would see just dogs running around like they have no owner. We used to call them strays. 
Anybody been in an environment like that? Dog just moving around the community, no owner. We call them strays. So there's sometimes stray sheep, maverick. They fail to get acquainted enough with the voice of the shepherd and never found the security of the flock and usually end up alone, surviving or dying. That's the shepherd and the sheep in the natural. Mm -hmm. But as we know, our Bible teaches us about the natural and the spiritual. And so in this passage or these passages we have read in our text, Jesus was clearly painting a picture for his followers. The sheepfold, let me tell you what certain things meant. The sheepfold would become the church. So in case you missed that, that's what the sheepfold, when, when, when the text was talking about the sheepfold, it was referring, yes, to the sheep concerning the story, but spiritually it's referring to the church. The shepherd would be the Lord Jesus Christ, almighty God. The porter, that was at the gate, that opens the gate for the shepherd to, would be considered the pastor. Notice there are some very clear indicators In this passage of scripture that shows the relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. Now we can bounce back and forth between the natural and the spiritual if you'll follow me. The sheep hears the voice of the shepherd. Mm -hmm. Natural and spiritual. He calls each of the sheep by name. (laughs) He leads them to various places. The shepherd, he leads his sheep to various places. They know his voice because they're familiar with his voice. And they will not follow strangers. Mm. The shepherd, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, speaks to his sheep, the church, and they know his voice and he knows their name. He may call them to a higher and safer path to walk in as their shepherd. He may call them from the wilderness of destruction as their shepherd. He may call them with his voice of comfort that adds security. He may call them from their wanderings. He may call them to the sheepfold to protect them. Hear me now, church, if we are considered to be the sheep, the sheepfold, the church, guess what? The shepherd have every right to tell us, come over here because over there is danger. The shepherd have every right to say, don't go over there because it's not good for you over there. So we got to consider what I'm saying today and say, am I a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ? 
the shepherd's voice is powerful. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Not a voice. My sheep hear my voice. Not a voice. A voice denotes uncertainty. He didn't say it hears our voice regarding consensus. You know, people like to come together, have a consensus about what's going on. That's not, the shepherd don't roll like that. The shepherd don't need no help. The shepherd don't have to ask for some consensus. The shepherd is who takes care of the sheep. It is the same voice, that still voice, the shepherd voice that leads his sheep. And today Jesus is that voice. Jesus is that voice, that still voice, that, that, that voice that causes winds and, and seas to obey and stay still. That same voice that silences demons. That same voice that raises the dead. That same voice that forgives sin is speaking today. And if we are his sheep, the question is, are we hearing the voice of the shepherd speaking to us? His voice is personal. It's personal. Why do you say it's personal, preacher? Because he calls us by name. He does. And so he's speaking from a personal standpoint. He's not just coming at you like he doesn't know you. He knows every one of us. The Bible says he knows our our name. He says, the Bible says he knows the hair on our head by number. He knows us. His voice, when it comes to us, it's personal. This is why sometimes when he talks to you, you got to take it and not run, go tell everybody else what he said, what he told you to do. Because he needed you to do that. The shepherd's voice has a certain cadence to it. It's a harmony. That, that, that's like a melody to the sheep. His voice soothes with the promise of abundant eternal life. It quiets the fears of being found alone or lost. Watch this. What the sheep lack in intelligence or courage is made up in voice recognition. What the sheep lack in intelligence and in courage. I can't do that. You don't understand. That's just hard. And, and, and I'm just not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I, I just don't know if I can do that. Well, if you will hear the voice of the shepherd, you will say, I know I don't have the intelligence. I know I'm a little uneasy about it. I know I'm a little nervous about it. But I heard the voice of the shepherd. And when he says to come, I'm coming. When he says to go, I'm going. It was the shepherd that told Peter, Peter, will you come when Peter saw him and Peter stepped out of the boat and began to 
walk on water. When that voice speaks, you may not understand all the time, but if you will obey the shepherd's voice, you will always come out on top. Many of us have become more familiar with other voices rather than the voice of the shepherd, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The general media and social media are echoing loudly in our minds, so we have become more familiar with those sounds or voices, and they have influenced our behavior in many ways. I was messing with my grandmother this morning. She came and she said, you know, I miss you. Every time I go away, she'd come and tell me I miss you. And uh, we, we kind of laughed together. And so she was like, yeah, I wasn't sure if you was going to make it back. I was listening to all the news. And you tell, they were saying how all the fights were canceled. And I says, that's why you need to stop listening to the news and listen to Jesus. say, you know what, I might have to stop listening to the news. I don't think she's going to stop listening to the news. But the point is, we can listen to all the voices out there. We can listen to all what's going on and think that we know something. <laughs> we, we, we can hear all the information that we're hearing out there. Church, can I tell you, in this day and age, the information that's out there is just there to distract you. It's just there to cloud your mind or to get you to do what society wants you to do. Uh, you got to stop listening to those voices uh, and start listening to the voice uh, of the shepherd, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In February, we're going to do a fast. I'm warning you now. Early February, we're going to do a fast where we, I'll tell you what kind of eating, because I know that everybody, everyone probably in different places, uh, what you can eat, can't eat, or stuff like that. But what I will tell you now that's part of the fast will be no technology. Unless you're using it for work, no technology. That includes TV. Unless you're watching something that's pertaining to the things of God. Right now I'm speaking to you under the authority of the shepherd. This is a pivotal message today. Many are seeking answers and directions, but they can't hear the shepherd's voice because they don't know the shepherd's voice. The sheep follows his shepherd by being in the midst of the other sheep, walking with them, or by knowing and obeying the shepherd's voice. So let me just break that down for you, what I'm saying. When you are a part of the flock of the Lord Jesus Christ, Either you move with the body. You can move with the body and almost put your head down. I just got to get through to you all the best way I know how sometimes, and the Lord is helping us today. If you are one of his sheep, if you will get in the midst of the flock, you can put your head down and the flock will just move you. They always say, and I've experienced this before, if you ever been to a place where there's a whole lot of people, a big crowd, and you go in, the crowd moves you wherever the crowd is going, and there's nothing you can do about it. You go into 
some kind of concert or something, and, and this crowd is moving, you can start in the middle before you know you wait, and you say, how did that get on? Because the crowd moved, and there's nothing you can do about it. Same thing in the church. One of the secrets we don't understand, when you're in the church and you're moving with the body, you will always be going in the right direction, and you don't even have to worry about where you're going. Because if the shepherd is leading the flock and you're in the midst of the flock, wherever the shepherd is going, everybody is going. But God is so good that he adds another mechanism in there. Let's just say you're one of those people, and we got a lot of those people, that get, they like to space out. You're with the flock. You are a part of the flock. But, you know, you just, you're looking around, admiring the hills where you are, where he's taking you. And before you know it, everybody's moving, and you just was on the outskirts, and they're going away. Well, sooner or later, what happens is the shepherd look and say, Jeff! He know you by name. As a matter of fact, I don't know about you. Some of you know this. The place where I'm from. People used to name their animals, their cows and their goats and their pigs. They had names. Never forgot. Lady that was behind, lived in the back of the uh, area where we live. Lady. She used to let her cows out in the morning, and she came back when the sun was going down to get them. And I remember they all had names, and I never forgot the cow that name was Thelma. Thelma! Let's go! Maybe Thelma was the stubborn one. So shepherd know the name of their sheep. And so when you're one of the sheep and you are off to the side not paying attention, because you know the voice, you still get to stay connected to the body. How we get disconnected as sheep is, of course, I said stray or maverick, or we don't know the voice. It's important that you get in the church, that you stay in the church, and that you don't let anybody nor the devil tell you anything negative about the church. <laughs> it don't make good sense to talk about the place. That, that's the only way for you to get to heaven. Nobody will get to heaven all on their own. I know you feel like you're special, and you are, but when it comes down to God and his people, God and his sheep, they're all special to him, and he's coming back for all of them, all at once. And so as much as you know that you're special, you can't go and do whatever you want. You have to do what the shepherd commands. So get in the church, stay in the church, follow the church, and do what the church is supposed to do. Our Wednesday night Bible studies, I got to tell you, man, I'm coming strong this year. It's going to make some of you feel a certain kind of way sometimes, but Again, if you don't get uncomfortable, you won't make some changes. And we need to see the same crowd we see here on a, on a Sunday, we need to see on a Wednesday. Do we think just eating one day a week is going to keep us? Well, that's what we do when we show up on Sundays and we don't see you again. You, you decide, I'm going to eat one day. You know, Sunday, you know, Sunday dinner is usually pretty good. In my house, my wife got to cook two meats on Sunday. 
sometimes three. Oh, we enjoy Sunday dinner at my house. We like to fill the table up with a lot of food. Let's eat. Sit around and eat real good and enjoy ourselves because I like to eat. I'll be out of town. My wife texts me, so what you want to eat? She cracked me up the other day. Text me, ask me, the sister cook, what I want to eat. And I'm always ready with a menu. What you want to eat? I hit her back quick. Boop, 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 boop. Talking about, I don't think I have that. You might have to pick that up. I said, don't y'all have us going to have a snowstorm? How am I going to pick that up? You might have to pick that up, sis. Then she sent me back a picture of something else other than what I said. I said, sis, that ain't what I said. I didn't even answer. You know, <laughs> I got a bad habit. Can I tell y'all, let y'all in? I got a bad habit. If, if my wife texts me something and I'm not in agreement, I just don't even respond. I don't even respond. Yes, uh-huh. Because my response sometimes might not be nice. What they say? If you don't have nothing good to say. So if I text you the meat that I want. And you send me back a different meat. You got you read the text what it said. And you text me something back. Different. What am I supposed to say? Exactly. Y'all y'all go give Sister Wyatt a hug. Because that's the kind of husband she got. He he got he got food issues. He gotta eat good and you know. She 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 you know as she, as she become more mature, she became a big-time chef. All my good food. She liked to cook all my good food now. My goodness. It's sis. Sis. You're cooking up a storm. She cooking so good, she helping other people cook. I said, what's, what's going on around here? Woo. As a matter of, yes, she is. As a matter of fact, I need to taste those other people's food that she's helping. See, Because I'm the tester. I'm the one that tell you if the food is good or not, not her. People that cook can't really tell you if the food is real good or not. It's the ones that's really eating it, and I'm the one. I know how to taste food. Sister Jackson know how to taste food, too. Sister Jackson got it bad. She go to people's restaurant. You know, sometimes I only like to take the um, the folks out that been around a long time because they don't even enjoy the experience. You take them out to a nice restaurant, and they start tasting the food to see if they can cook it at home. I think I can cook this. Sis, can you not just do that? Can you just eat the meal, enjoy the meal, and stop trying to taste all the ingredients? That's the kind of stuff we deal with when we deal with some of our folks. Tasting the food to see if they can cook it at home. Sis, if I wanted you to cook at home, we would be at home. We out. Just let's chill. They tasting the food. And I got a sister-in-law like that, and now my daughter's becoming like that. Tasting the food. The other day I came home with a... Uh, uh, I always I like um, fruit tarts, and so you know I got places where I go and I look at the fruit on the tart to make sure the fruit is nice and the pastry on it is nice. So I came home after a couple of times coming home with the fruit tarts. My daughter said, "Dad, I think I'm going to start making fruit tarts for you, so you don't have to buy those anymore." John chapter ten verse twenty four says this. Then came the Jews, read about him, and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt if thou be the Christ? Tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of 
my sheep. As I said unto you, God wants us to understand who we are as his sheep. He does. And he wants us to understand who he is as our shepherd. This story moved me. I don't know if it's going to move you. And I hope I can get through it because when you can envision something, it really makes you think. And so I found this story. It says that there was once a shepherd that lived in the Scottish Highlands. This shepherd had a daughter, and he would take her with him when he went out on the moors to take care of the sheep. The thing that the little girl liked best was to hear the call of her father, the shepherd. His voice sounded so free and beautiful as it carried across the valleys of the moors. As the years passed, the little girl became a beautiful young woman and went off to one of Scotland's great cities. It was there that she was determined to build her life. On her arrival, she would write back home to her parents every week. But as life began to take her by the hand, her letters soon dropped off in their frequency and soon there were none. Rumors began to filter back home to that shepherd, that father, and his wife, and that their daughter had started hanging out with some unsavory characters, and they were having a very negative influence on her life. One day, one of the boys from back home ran into her in the city streets. And she acted as if she did not even know the dude. When the old shepherd heard this, he gathered a few things together and dressed in his rough shepherd's clothes, went to the city to find his daughter. For the days on the end, he was just looking. He looked everywhere. The slums, the row houses. Y'all ain't know they had row houses in Scotland, in the cities. The row houses. He went into the marketplace. He went into the bars. He went everywhere in between to no avail looking for his daughter. So after all of this searching, he became very discouraged with the thought that he had lost his daughter to the evil city. As he started the long trek back home, just as he was on the outskirts of the city, he remembered how his daughter had always loved to hear the voice of her father, the shepherd, calling out the sheep. So he turned around on his quest, motivated by his sorrow and his love. He began to stalk the streets. His voice rang out the shepherd's call. 
the citizens of the, 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 the citizens of the city all looked at him as if he had lost his wits. It wasn't too long as he walked the streets of one of the degraded neighborhoods that inside one of those beat down houses, his daughter sitting among the thugs who had led her astray. The daughter heard his voice as he called with the shepherd's voice. With great astonishment on her face, she heard that call of the voice of the shepherd. The voice of her father calling out to her. She leaped up and rushed out to the street and ran into the arms of that old shepherd, her father. It was then that he took her back home to the highlands of Scotland and brought her back to God and to decency and to modesty. Train up the child. When that father was taking her along with him, when he was taking care of the sheep, he had no idea what her life was going to be like. He just took her along with him. And he did his job, and she listened to him and watched him. He didn't know his daughter had loved to hear the, the, the sound, how he calls out to his sheep and how he sings to his sheep. He didn't know how much she just liked that and how it impacted her, but it did. And he never knew the day would come where his daughter would leave and find herself in the streets trying to figure out how to live and survive. And it wasn't anything great. It wasn't the policeman. It wasn't anything great. It was just the sound that he used to make to his sheep that the daughter heard and says, that's my daddy. That's my daddy. No matter what she was going through, no matter what was on her mind, she knew the call of her daddy. And she knew no matter where she was and how bad it was, that was the call of my daddy. This is what the shepherd will do for his sheep. But the sheep still has to make the decision to obey the daddy's voice. The girl could have sat there in that broken down house hearing her daddy calling her, hearing the shepherd make the noise to the sheep. And she could have sat there and ignored it. She could have sat there and rejected it. But she heard the voice and says, that's the voice of the one who cares for me. That's the voice of the one who loves me. That's the voice of the one who will take care of me. I am going to get up out of my stupor. I'm going to get up from where I am and I'm going to go in the arms of the one who loves me. This story touched me, church. Because I've seen situations like that. People came out of good situations and they took it for granted. And before you know it, they were in bad situations. Bad situations. I'm sure that the daddy saw his daughter and he had to be strong. Because he knew how he raised his daughter and to see her where she was and what kind of lifestyle she was living, I'm sure it broke his heart. But he was so glad that she came to him that that was just enough. And he didn't worry about where she was coming from. He didn't worry about how terrible she looked. He just hugged his baby and says, come on, let's go. That's what the shepherd does for us. That's what the shepherd does for his sheep. 
So many of you have misguided sense of who you are. The good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, is wanting to raise you in his image, the image that, that, that says who you are. And so we need to understand who we are as a people because until we understand who we are as a people, we won't understand what we're supposed to do. We will live beneath who we are supposed to be, but if we will ever come to the place to understand who we are as the children of God, who we are as the church of God, we will begin to live differently because we know that God is our Father and He is the one that is for us. Jesus knows who you are. Jesus knows your beginning from your ending. He knows what's best for you. He knows your desires, both good and bad. Therefore, he knows how to protect you. He knows how to bring the best out of you. But because you don't know who you are, many of us are still insisting on who we want to be. Are you going to be who you want to be? Or you're going to be who you are supposed to be. Are you going to be a stray sheep? Or are you going to be the obedient sheep? Which one are we going to be? In Psalms 100, the Bible says in verse 3, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Let's go. You know it. It is he that had made us and not we ourselves. We are his and the sheep. We don't even see God all up in scripture showing us uh, he made us. Uh, he is our father, but he's also our shepherd. It's interesting how he made the word pastor and pasture to be so similar and to have such profound meaning. Uh, God is in control, church. Uh, God knows what's best for you. Uh, God knows what is supposed to happen in our lives uh, that will make our lives the best that it can ever be. But will we be Obedient sheep. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Are we thankful today? Are we thankful today? Are we thankful for what God has been doing in our lives? Are we thankful for what God is doing now? Oh, if God can just show us a video of what's been going on in our lives and what he has been doing, I believe we would change the way we act, change the way we talk, if God could just show us what he has been doing in our lives that we don't even know about. What do you do? When you appreciate what someone has done for you, how do you act when you see the person who has treated you real well and has done great things for you, has protected you, has kept you, oh, has saved you from death? What do you do when you see that person? Do you just act like, hey, yo, appreciate you, man. All right, good. And you keep moving. That's not going to get us very far. 
That's not going to get us very far when we live our lives not appreciating the goodness of God. It won't get us very far. We have to show him how much we appreciate him. And if you really appreciate God, sometimes you just start doing stuff. Every time I come into the house of God this morning, I came in and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm sure God's going to do something great today. I felt God was going to do something great in the church today. And I came in, but I wasn't ready to start worshiping the Lord. And I couldn't help it anymore. Automatically, I just started worshiping and praising the Lord. Because when I think of his goodness, when I know how good God has been to me, when I know how he has saved me, when I know how he has set me free, when I know how much he loves me and what he wants to do for me, I can't help but to praise him. I can't help but to thank him. I can't help but to honor him. I can't help it. And so I close. It says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Think about that. Think about that. His mercy everlasting. I told somebody this the other day and they, they lost it. They're like, you know, I never thought about it like that. Everybody that will end up in hell, and I don't say that nastily, I say it really just as humbly as I can say it. Every person that will end up in hell, they worked hard enough that they earned that as wage. If God's mercy is everlasting, how in the world should we end up in hell? If his mercy is everlasting. Think about that. If he's always going to show mercy, why wouldn't we make it in? Because we worked hard at rejecting him. We told him, no. Keep that. I don't want that. Leave me alone. That's what we told God or telling God if we never make it to heaven. Let me be me. People like to say that. Let's let me be me. Well, what is you? Do you know who you are? Okay, I want you to be you. But what does that consist of? Are you a sheep of God? Are you his sheep? Are you trying to be a sheep? Because that's when I want you to be you. Not you who you want to be. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Can I tell you this? Before you can ever become familiar with the voice of the shepherd, you must become a sheep. Before you can ever get to know the voice of the shepherd, you must become a sheep. And I think some of us has called ourselves sheep when we're not. And that's why we can't hear his voice. And that's why we're frustrated. And that's why things are not working the way we want them to. Because we considered ourselves a sheep, but we're not hearing what he's saying. Either he's a liar or you misunderstood who you are. 
And I know he ain't no liar. The shepherd is still speaking. But do you recognize his voice? Or you are probably a stray or maverick sheep. But the shepherd is always speaking to his sheep. And so this morning I say to you before we close, will you become a sheep today? Will you become a sheep? For some of us to become a sheep, we need to start from ground zero. And what a sheep do in this day and age as the church is we repent of our sins. We get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. We allow him to fill us with his spirit. That's what we first need to do to now put ourselves in position to become familiar with the voice. You can't be familiar with the voice if you're not in the pen, the sheepfold. This is the significance of the church that we overlook. The, the church is a sheepfold. We're together. And he's speaking to us. And he's leading us. And that's how he conducts his church, his sheep. Let me finish up here. How do you know his sheep hear his voice? How do we know the sheep hear his voice? Simple. They follow. It's not hard. How do we know the sheep hear his voice? If we are Christians and Jesus is our Savior, how do we know he's our Savior? Because we follow his voice. We obey his voice. It's time that we stop talking about how much of a Christian we are and how much we love God and how much God is our Savior. But we're not following him. This is not play play, church. This is the realest thing you will ever deal with in your life. I think sometimes we treat church as we treat sports or we treat some kind of other thing that it's going to come, it's going to go, it's not going to make or break me. It doesn't matter if I'm involved or I'm not. That's everything else in life except for the kingdom of God. Of his kingdom, there will be no end. Everybody else's kingdom will come to an end at some point in time. Some kingdoms, all kingdoms, except for the Lord Jesus' kingdom. It will come to an end. This is as real as it's going to get. So we better stop treating it like it's one of those other things. You can get old and get disinterested in other things. But whether you're young or whether you're old or whether you're middle age, the kingdom of God is there and as real as anything else. It's realer than anything else, I should say. And the bottom line is it's not going nowhere. Everything else will go somewhere. And so we know his his sheep hears his voice because they follow him.
You know what else I like? You can stand. You know what else I like about this story? The relationship Jesus confesses about him and his sheep, he did it publicly. He says, my sheep. My sheep. His sheep. His recognition to them is the highest honor. They're my sheep. I feel so good as a father when I say those are my children. I don't know about all the other fathers. All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate that. You better feel like that. Because let me tell you a secret. Jesus didn't quantify or qualify my sheep. With all your flaws. With all the things that are flawed in our lives, he still say you're mine. And maybe somebody else need to hear this. Your child that's acting a fool, and and you're just like, what is the, what is wrong with you? It's still yours. That's still your child. And if Jesus can say publicly and declare, you are my sheep. The crazy ones, the not so crazy ones, the good ones, you're my sheep. That we need to do the same for our children. No matter how much they have disappointed in where we think they should be, what they're doing, they mine. My children, my children. They all four of my children, they mine. They my children. And as a matter of fact, the older I got, just how I started addressing my kids, my sons. My oldest son now call call <laughs> I laugh when he does that. My oldest son calls it call his son now. My son. I, I just shake my head when he does it. That's right. That's your son. That's how we're supposed to feel about our 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 offspring. They're ours. They can't be perfect. And whether they're perfect or not, it doesn't matter. They're yours. That's how God sees us, uh, that if you're his sheep, it doesn't matter what you are, how you are, what flaws you have, how good you are. He says, you're mine. You're his. And he made that public declaration, my sheep. My sheep. And so today, if you're not his sheep, you can become his sheep. God wants to take care of his sheep. That's who he is. He take care of his. And sometimes we feel like we don't, we're not getting taken care of. And it might just be again. The question is, are you his sheep? Are you following him? Or you're doing your own thing? There's a lot of questions that we need to ask ourselves in what we just heard in the Word of God today. And I want you to think about those things. I want you to begin to pray about those things. You've heard a lot of things today. Where's your church? What, 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 what part of the body? Do you, do you feel like you're a part of the body? And if you do, then where? Where? Because the flock... Except for when we go to conferences. This is good. Ooh, this is good, Brother Cal. Man. So you remember I told you a story that 
shepherds will hang out sometimes and bring their flock with them. And all, you know, just, just say five, six shepherds get together on the hillside and they just want to kick it. And their flock is with them. The flocks intermingling start kicking it with each other. But when the shepherd decide, okay, we're going back to our barn. The shepherd make his sound and his sheep say, oh, pastor's leaving. I'm not messing with God. If y'all really get into the word of God, you would just be like, who are you? I know I know you, but you are incredible that he make all of that distinction and just give us all of this, this understanding of how a shepherd really just how he handles the sheep and how he handles his church and how he orders his pastors to lead his church. And so I just kind of, Sister Crystal, conferences are like shepherds hanging out, sheep hanging out. We intermingle. We just having a good time. Because we was tired of our brothers and sisters in our local assembly anyway. They got on our nursery a little bit. So we got tired of them. So we just hang out a little bit. We have a good time. But don't get it twisted. I like my barn. And I hope you like your barn. And so when it's time to go where we're supposed to be, everybody's glad to go back. So let's just go back to where we belong. But you know what? We appreciate going to places where we all get together and we all have a good time. And when it's all over, we says, but we're going back to our area. It happens in the, I told you that everything that happens in the natural is a spiritual teaching behind it. The natural comes before the spiritual. God is so good to us that he shows us the natural. So when we now try to understand the spiritual, we're not like crazy. Because we will have the actual natural understanding of something so we can, okay, the spiritual is, I, I got it now. Are we his sheep? And if so, we will hear his voice. Because God is speaking to his sheep. He is the shepherd. If you're not hearing the voice, this is the last thing I'll say as we go into prayer. If you're not hearing God's voice, huh, it's because you're probably not being a compliant sheep. Because God wants to talk to his sheep, not just his under-shepherd, the porter. <laughs> the porter. <laughs> Call the pastor the porter, they get mad. They're the porter. That's all they are. They're not no big shot. They're the porter. They're holding it down until the shepherd says, all right, let me go among them and do what I got to do. The shepherd is who's important. The pastors are under the shepherd. That's why they will call some pastors under shepherd because they're under the shepherd. The porter is under the shepherd. And so if you want to hear the voice of God, you need to become a sheep first. And secondly, Stay where he wants you. And that is among the other sheep. He will speak and you will hear for yourself. There will be no mistake about what you are hearing because you will hear his voice. 
and you will know because God speaks to all of us. God is not just speaking to the person with the mic. God speaks to all of us. Let's go before the Lord today. Let's ask him to help us today because I feel like this word is very important for us to assess. We probably need to go listen to it again and again and and understand what God is saying to us so we can better conduct our life in Christ as Christians. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your word has gone forth. And, oh, God, you've challenged all of us because you're calling all of us to go higher. You're calling all of us to follow a little bit closer. You're calling all of us, Lord Jesus, to become sheep of your pasture. You're calling all of us, Lord God, to stay where you positioned us. And calling us to learn of you. To learn your voice. To know your voice. And to be able, Lord God, to take the word of God and apply it so we can live the life that you have set for us to live. Father, if there's any among us today that's been hesitant about complete surrenderance to you, will you move on their heart right now that they will come forward today and completely surrender to say, God, not my will, but thine will be done. That they will come forward and completely surrender to say, Lord, I will be the sheep of your pasture and I want you to be my shepherd. And where you lead me, I will follow you because you are my God. You are my everything. And Lord, I want your will to be done in my life. Father, help us today that we will not just go in our own way and do what we want to do and do what we like, but God, that there will be an awakening in our spirit, in our soul, for us to know that we only can do what the shepherd wants us to do. It is what the shepherd wants that we do, that we do, and not what we want, Lord God. Help us here today to understand who you are, that we can understand whose and who we are. Help us today, Lord God, that the word that came forth, Lord Jesus, will truly take a hold of us, Lord God, that we're able, Lord God, to live out this word and not just hear the word and not just make it be an intellectual understanding that we receive, but I pray that this word will hit us in a spiritual way, that this word, Almighty God, will minister to our soul even after this church service has been concluded. Oh God, have your way today that the blessings of the Lord and the will of God will truly be take place in our lives. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Father, move on us. Somebody hear the word of the Lord today. Somebody hear the word of the Lord today. Somebody respond to the word of the Lord. Let God change your heart. Let God change your direction. Let God humble you. Let God take you, oh, as his sheep and lead you because he's the shepherd. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today, Lord Jesus. We thank you today, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. 
not I, but your will be done today. Jesus have your way today. If there's anyone here today you've never given your life to God. You've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Had all your sins washed away. You can come. You don't have to leave here today the same way you came in. We have robes, we have towels, we have changing clothes that you can change into, get baptized, get all your sins washed away, and leave here today a brand new person, a new creature. The Bible calls us new creations. When we're born again, we become new creation of Jesus Christ. You can come today and get baptized. Oh, hallelujah. Have your, have your way, Lord. Bless your people today. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for allowing us to come together one more time. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the power of your spirit working in the midst of this congregation. I pray, Lord, that as we go from this place, that we will never go from your presence. And that the love of God will be shed abroad in our hearts. Overtake us, Lord, and lead us, Lord. We thank you for your word and for your blessings. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. God bless you.